All right, we have four quarters, episode 19. We have a good one for you today. I know it's been a long time, guys, but there have been some uh, underlying circumstances that me and Brad cannot control, but we got back into it. We got back after it because we love you guys, and we always try to be peaceful and positive and try to deliver the best content we can for you all. We wrap up the Super. We wrap up the NFL season with a little bit of review of the Super Bowl. We go over some trader suggestions that our wonderful followers left us. Shout out Blair Page. Shout out Andrew Grage. Shout out Nick Rivers. And we move on to quarter two. We do a little mock draft. We rank some of the best quarterbacks from last year. Quarter three, little NBA basketball, Lakers, Nets, All Stars, things of that nature. Quarter four. Me and Brad have some hot takes with you. I might tell you who's not really a good coach that we thought was a pretty good coach. Brad makes a hot take about basketball. And then we wrap. Here we go. Four quarters, episode 19 in three, two, one. Let's go. And we're back after a long delay due to, I don't know, a lot of different things. Football camp, not being able to get in here. Ice storms. We've been going through it, but we're here with episode 19 of Four Quarters. We're going to get right into it. We didn't get to talk Super Bowl. Um, I'm not really upset about it because it was really, really boring. Yeah, it didn't excite me too much. I mean, I figured, I'm not going to say I figured it was going to go the way it went with the Bucks running away with it, but I figured it would be more of, not, I didn't think it would be that exciting of a game. I didn't think it would be the shootout that everybody was expecting it to be with, you know, Tom Brady and the Bucks offense and Patrick Mahomes and, you know, that offense. I just, you know, I wasn't too surprised at how the game went. Yeah, I mean, quite frankly, it just looked like Tampa Bay was more prepared. And Patrick Mahomes got the short end of the deal simply because um, his – offensive line was nowhere to be found it was non-existent well they were banged up up front and i think and that really showed that yeah. without the starters that you know had led them to the point that they were at in the super bowl and the offense that they had all season without them it definitely struggled so I yeah mean, it showed i mean it definitely did it definitely showed that they were not with their starters not with the guys that patrick mahomes had trusted through the first 16 games of the regular season and the the two previous playoff games. Um, but I will say, you know, Patrick Mahomes, despite being under the pressure he was in, still played a hell of a football game. I mean, his numbers weren't great, but his ability to put the ball in places where his receivers could still catch it from some of the ridiculous arm angles were honestly kind of breathtaking. I mean, he was making passes where he was completely parallel to the ground. He was making passes where he was rotating his body 360 degrees throwing at 60 yards and hitting a receiver in the face some of the things he was doing shows that he is a high level quarterback still even his misses even his incomplete passes were still incredible but when you're running for your life and i think i saw a stat where he ran almost 500 yards that game or something like that trying to run away from the tampa bay defense i don't know i mean it's just it was hard to see it was hard to watch i wanted more from the game and you kept waiting. Like, I was always like, all right, here's where the Chiefs come alive. And then it, ju it just never came. So I think if the O-line had been healthy, it would have been a different game. But Tampa Bay dominated from start to finish. 
No, I mean, he did He did everything he could to try and put the Chiefs in a position to win that game. It just didn't work out. You know, things didn't go as planned. Like I said, they were weak up front. They, There was, you know, catches in the end zone that they should have had. There was that one big completion that literally hit the running back square in the, you know, face mask. You got to make that catch. I mean, it's a Super Bowl. We're not we're not week one. This isn't the preseason. This isn't week eight. This is this is a Super Bowl. It's a big game. You get one chance, and I mean everything kind of everything that went wrong could have gone wrong went wrong. I feel like for the Chiefs. Yeah, it definitely did. Um, just with injuries and whatnot. I mean, Patrick Mahomes was hobbled. He had surgery after the season, but um, after you know this Super Bowl, it makes it Tom Brady's seventh ring. Goat. I think so too, but I saw a lot of arguments about the way Brady won his Super Bowls, and that is he had some good defenses. You know, he some teams didn't just lost the game. Like he was, he had like there were three Super Bowls where teams had him beat. Just there's a bunch of things like that, and where it was his defense making him plays um, that won him some of these Super Bowls. And, and while those arguments are all well and good, you can. You know, give me all the reasons that these aren't valid Super Bowls. It's still seven. And my point is, is that you don't get seven just from having good teams around you. You get seven by being a consistent, great quarterback, which Tom Brady is. Is he the most talented? No, I would argue more towards Peyton Manning. Aaron Rodgers is the most naturally gifted quarterbacks. But from a preparation standpoint, from a drive standpoint, and just from an overall award standpoint, I think you have to say Tom Brady is the greatest of all time. And really what's amazing to me is what he took, like what he took that Tampa Bay team from. Yeah. He acquired a lot of other pieces, but I think people want to play with Tom Brady and Tom Brady brings things to the table that a lot of other people don't. He's been to all these Super Bowls. He knows exactly what to expect. He knows how to prepare for these. He knows how to get his teammates prepared for these. He watches more film than probably any other coach in the NFL does, let alone a player. So I think having Tom Brady on your team is nothing but a benefit. Now, could he go to any team and win a Super Bowl? Probably not. But I think it is a testament to his greatness that he won his seventh, and I don't think anybody can take that title away from him. Now, one of the one of the crazy things I think about that is football is a great sport because it's the one sport where you can't win it by yourself. Right. So yeah, great. Whoop de doo. Tom Brady had these great defenses. You know, he did have. You know, he had he had players around him offensively. You know, yeah, he had Gronk. You know, I mean, he had Randy Moss for, you know, what, a year? Yeah. Maybe two. And so, I mean, he's had a couple big-time weapons, but he's never had a crazy superior offense. Like, nobody's ever looked at that offense besides, like, Randy Moss. They would look like a single player, but, like, Gronk is just so dominant on this team. And their defense was always like, oh, this is so dominant. But that's because you need players like that in place. People always talk about how great Patrick Mahomes is, but look at the offense he's got around him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, Patrick Mahomes makes, you know, more athletic plays. He can definitely move around a lot better, but like, you can't. I, I hate that argument that like, yes, you had great defenses because like, yeah, it's the NFL. Like, you can't. You're not gonna be one player cannot lead you to the Super Bowl and win it. And Patrick Mahomes showed that in the Super Bowl because he was the one player that was there to play and he couldn't get on top of the Bucks. Yeah, and their defense were their defense was confused and like, this team for Tampa Bay. Let's not make a mistake about it. Was loaded on the offensive side of the ball, but. You have to understand that when you have those that number of talent and definitely some ego in that room with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Antonio Brown and Gronk, there's some alpha male there. There's definitely ego there. Make no mistake about it. You have to have the right leader, the right quarterback to get all those guys' touches, to build you know rapport with those guys, build chemistry with those guys, and there's nobody else better to do that than Tom Brady, and he showed it. 
Um, there's also been a lot of discussion outside of Tom Brady on the other side. Is this the end of the Chiefs dynasty? And I have a real – I have such – we throw the word dynasty around so much that, like, it's lo- – like, it's – like we're losing what it means to be a dynasty. Like you have to establish that you're a dynasty. The Chiefs won one Super Bowl, labeled themselves as a dynasty, and everybody else did too. We need to stop like crowning dynasties before they actually happen. You don't crown dynasties until it's in the past. They have won one Super Bowl with Pat Mahomes in this group. Do I think they're gonna win more? Absolutely. So let's slow down on this this hot take. They might not ever be a dynasty. Like, they might only get two or three Super Bowls. I mean, we see this all the time. I mean, Pat Peyton Manning, who's probably, in my opinion, the best quarterback to ever do it, only got two. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best to ever do it, only has one. So this is really, really hard to do. This is not easy, which makes Tom Brady's seven that much more impressive. But, you know, we have to be realists with this Kansas City Chiefs team. They're not going to be able to pay anybody for a long time or they're not going to be able to pay everybody they're going to have to let some key pieces walk because that's just how the game works you don't get to pay everyone you don't get to keep everybody on the team their defense needs work i mean there's a number of reasons why this team could you know not win a super bowl in the next year or two i do think they're gonna win more but we need to slow down on who we label dynasties so quickly yeah i i don't like calling the chiefs a dynasty i mean yeah okay they've had a short little run here but, you know, it's, yeah, okay, going to the Super Bowl is great all the time. But, like, yeah, I mean, they've done it, what, twice now? Twice in three years? I, I twice, in three, if, twice in three years. I don't um, know if I can call that a dynasty, even if you were to look back at this. Like, yeah, they had a good couple of years. But, like, you know, I wouldn't call that a dynasty. They're going to, I mean, they're going to continue to be together. And when they, you know, when they, you know, continue, when they get down the road more and more, if they continue at this level of success that they've had, yeah, I'll give that to them. But. I don't like where people jump ahead straight from like, oh, you know, this team's been twice. Oh, that makes them a dynasty. Yeah, I mean, they've only been. And if we look at it from a rational standpoint, they didn't play great in either Super Bowl. They didn't play great last year, and they didn't play that great when they won, or excuse me, this year, and they didn't play great last year when they won against the 49ers. I would just say, I mean, they were pretty much beat. They had offensive explosion in the second half. Their defense stepped up, and even yet and still, Jimmy Garoppolo had an open touchdown to Emmanuel Sanders that would have won them that Super Bowl. So there's there's clearly, like, weaknesses on this Kansas City Chiefs team. I think just because they – and I've been on this for a long time. Just because the Kansas City does it so excitingly and flashy and it's so electrifying, people think they're unbeatable, and it's just not the case. I mean, by the time you get to the Super Bowl, you're going – you're playing the other best team in the NFL. That's kind of how this works. And – you know, I, I don't think they're just unbeatable. And a lot of people are labeling them as that because of the way they win football games. But if you looked at them towards the end of the season, they didn't look great. They weren't blowing. They were. They only beat – I mean, they only scored 17 points against, against Atlanta. It was that three-week break they had, too. I mean, honestly, I don't think – I mean, I, I, I thought the three-week three, three week break – whew, that was a tough one to get through – would have been harder to – would have been harder on them when in their first playoff game against the Browns. But – I don't know if you can attribute that to the Super Bowl, yada, yada. But I, I do think, you know, there's holes in this Kansas City team. They're not perfect. Let's not let's not act like they're unbeatable is kind of my point. No, I mean, I agree with that. I mean, clearly, they've been beat. I mean, they weren't perfect last year either. So, like, I mean, you know, there's holes. We'll see. What, I mean, we'll just have to see. If this team can stay together and stay, you know, as good and as dominant as they are, then then, then we'll talk. Moving on, I know that was a brief Super Bowl talk, but, I mean, there wasn't really much to talk about. But 
We have some fire Twitter suggestions today from our followers. We're getting some more uh, engagement with that. Guys, please, 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 when we tweet, tweet at us, and we'll shout you out on the show. Uh, We want to get you guys involved. We want to talk about what you guys want to hear about. And the first thing everyone told us they wanted to hear about was Carson Wentz getting traded to Indy. We had Andrew Grage and Nick Rivers shouting. Shout out both of those guys. Uh, Both of them asked us this question. Is Wentz about to ball in Indy? Is he the guy for Indy? What do you think, Brad? No. I don't I don't like Carson Wentz. I'm over Carson Wentz. I've been over Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah, the Eagles aren't great. Yeah, they treated him like crap. I hated that for him. I'd like to show him or not to show him, sorry. I'm 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 ahead of myself already. Yeah, <laughs> Carson Wentz, you know, he's a great, you know, great dude, whatever. Like the comeback story, but no, I I don't think it's I think it'll it's more of like a buffer again. It's almost like they took a shot with Philip Rivers and they're almost hoping that he's going to do the same exact thing for him. And maybe for a little bit longer, but I just I just don't think he's a guy. Uh, see, I don't like the comparison between Carson Wentz and Philip Rivers because I would say at this point in each of their respective careers, Carson Wentz is better than Philip Rivers. I that might ruffle some feathers, but to me, there's questions about whether Philip is going to get into the Hall of Fame. I have real questions about that. I think right now Carson Wentz is the better quarterback just because he's more mobile than Philip Rivers is. I mean, there were a lot of times last year where Philip Rivers' mobility put them in situations where they couldn't win the football game. I, I, I wasn't I, trying to compare Wentz to Philip Rivers. I was saying that I think it's going to be like a similar move. Not that they're the same person. Uh, I think it'll be, so I, I don't. Think just, I don't. I don't think he's buffer. I think he, they they traded for him to be the franchise. No, then they want him to be the franchise. But and I think, I think he will be. As a buffer. It will be and can be. If you look at what he was in Philly this year, yeah, it was a shit show to say the least. But let's look at some reasons why. That offensive line gave up more. Just was basically Swiss cheese. And we just talked about how you know you can't win with no offensive line. Ask Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Ask Russell Wilson for the majority of his career. Ask Joe Burrow, who has to now have knee surgery in his first year because of a poor O-line. Offensive line struggles equals bad quarterback play. I think that's a pretty clear trend in the NFL. Also, his best receiver this year was Travis Fulgham, who was, guess what, a practice squad player. They had Alshon Jeffrey, who they never, I think they forgot they had, then cut. Then Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz are decent, serviceable, they're okay. You know, they're not my favorite players in the world, but they're they're okay. I mean, I think Zach Ertz is on the downward slope of his career. Dallas Goddard is a similar tight end, but are either of these guys top five tight ends in the NFL? Probably not. You can make a case for Zach Ertz being a top 10 tight end, but I could see where he's 11 or 12. So there was really no offensive weapon. And plus, Miles Sanders was hurt the majority of the season. And when he was in the game, they became a better team because they weren't so one-dimensional. And also... Everything was on Carson Wentz's shoulders. I mean, there was a lot that went on in Philly off the field that was going to affect Carson Wentz's play. One, because there was mumbling about Nick Foles being better than him, which is not true. We've seen it time and time again. Everywhere he goes, he fails. He's also back with Frank Reich, which I think is really important for him. It's the guy who knows how to win with him, who knows how to put him in situations to win, who knows how to coach the way Carson Wentz plays. He's got a better run game than they did in Philly with Jonathan. Is it Swift, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's Jonathan Swift. With him in the backfield, they have arguably one of the best offensive lines in football. You can't debate me that. They probably have the best left guard in football. You can't debate me that either. And they have a a serviceable defense. I would say a top 15 defense. They're not, you know, 
they're not you know beating people into submission, but they have Darius Leonard. They have um, I know I'm gonna miss some names, but they have a oh, DeForest Buckner. They have a good defense. So I think this team is set up to win, and I think Carson Wentz doesn't have to be Superman here. He just needs to be an he he could be an average quarterback, and they can get to the AFC Championship. All right, listen. So I'm gonna I'm gonna turn this a little bit because you got me thinking. So I don't think Carson Wentz can throw the football that well anymore. And I think he showed it. He wasn't making great passes when he was filling. Yeah, you can say, oh, that was because of the O-line, whatever. I don't think he can throw the football that well anymore. No. Are yeah, you talking about accuracy, decision-making? That's a pr- like, What do you mean? I don't think he's very accurate, and I don't think his decision-making is terrible. It's hard to be accurate when you're on your butt. Okay, cool. Even more to my point. Cool word. All right. So you said all these things about Carson Wentz. He didn't have a defense. Yeah. He, he didn't have any offensive weapons. Yeah, I know exactly. He, he didn't have exactly any offensive right. line. Exactly he had no right. weapons around him. Yeah. You can't throw the football very well when you're on your backside the right, whole time. And you're going to tell and, me that that's the same And argument. I mean, everybody said this about Cam Newton. Right. And I mean, I don't get why why Carson Wentz is, oh, no, like, he'll be fine. You know, he's going to go somewhere else now. Like, he's, he's, he's not terrible. Like, he's good. And then when the Cam, who I see in the, simula- in the situation you described to me, right. sounds very similar to where Cam was with Carolina. And and everybody hates him. He says he's, they they say he's the worst. They say he's washed up. So I mean, I just I just want to know kind of, you know, where where you're at because if you're gonna say for Carson that you know he's good, why do you hate Cam so much? First of all, I don't hate Cam. I just don't think he's a good quarterback. But Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. Second, yes, he's proven that he's a better quarterback than Cam through the length of his career. This year, Carson Wentz threw 16 touchdowns. Cam Newton threw five. So. If you say they are in the same position, they're playing for a terrible Patriots team. Okay, and Carson Wentz is playing for a terrible Philly team. You just you just told me that. If they're the same situations, they should be having similar successes. Cam has relied on his athleticism and his running, and that's all fine and well. It's good and well. He's a fun player to watch. Mechanically, as a quarterback, he's not good. Carson Wentz has the mechanics to be a good quarterback. He makes some risky throws. I'll give you that. But fundamentally, and as a prototypical NFL quarterback, Carson Wentz is better than Cam Newton. I don't think that's a hot take by any stretch. Cam has had a, a tough road. Cam did not have a great year in New England. Part of that is because of what was going on in New England. I'm not going to deny that. They don't have any talent on that field. They they actually did have a good O-line. I don't know where you got that from. They have one of the better O-lines in football and one of the best O-line coaches in football. They didn't have a great – they don't really have any compelling running backs. Their defense was meh because of some of the guys that were out due to COVID. But historically, if you look at the way Cam's played, he likes to throw off his back foot. He likes to throw high. He likes to overthrow people. Carson Wentz's biggest flaw is he likes to be aggressive. He sees somebody in a three-man window and likes to force it in there. Sometimes it gets complete. Sometimes it's intercepted. But fundamentally, he's a better quarterback. And I think if you put – Cam Newton in Indianapolis, they have a chance of missing the playoffs. They'll probably be an eight and eight team. If you put Carson Wentz in the in Indianapolis, they're probably I would see them in the AFC Championship feasibly, not a guaranteed, but feasibly. I think Carson Wentz gets forgotten about in Indy. Forgotten about? Yeah, like he just like you know works his way out. I mean, not like completely forgotten, but like because he'll be you know he'll be playing there, so like you know he'll be part of the conversation. But like I don't think do anything crazy. I don't think Andy will do anything crazy with Carson Wentz there. I mean, we were talking about a guy who was an MVP candidate three years ago. I understand that. Cam was an MVP candidate five years ago. So what? Yeah, and that was his by far his best season of his career. Same with Carson, Carson Wentz. Wentz has more consistent play than Cam Newton does. Not anymore. He's banged up and hurt. 
he wasn't banged up and hurt this year. He just had a, he was on a bad team, on with a coach who started pop, copping an attitude with the uh, the front office, a awesome. front office who didn't want the head coach there, the head coach who didn't want the quarterback there. There was all sorts of dysfunction. We babied and coddled Cam when he was in Carolina, and he still couldn't succeed. I'll stand by my take. Carson Wentz gets forgotten in that's in fine. Indy. He's be- He's not. He's better than Cam Newton. Let's just say that. And I do think this puts them in a better, you know, the better mode for success. I think. I think he needed a fresh start. I mean, this this happens all the time. I mean, look at Drew Brees and look at Drew Brees and uh, with the Chargers. He. It's kind of a similar situation. He. They didn't want him in L.A. anymore. Or what was San Diego? They didn't want him there. They traded him New Orleans, and look what he is now. I do. Do I think it's going to be the similar career path for Carson Wentz? Is Carson Wentz going to be one of the greatest of all time? No. So what I'm saying, I'm saying he makes Indianapolis a Super Bowl contender. No. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. No. If Philip Rivers can do it, Carson Wentz can certainly do it. After, if you looked at the year Philip Rivers had before he went to Indianapolis, would you have told me, oh, he's going to lead a team to the playoffs? Absolutely not. You 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 can't. He he liked th- he's. I saw a stat the other day where he's like the. He's actually the like one of the he's the nineteenth best quarterback in Kansas City history because of how many interceptions he's thrown at in against Kansas City. Yeah, he's a gunslinger. I think Carson Wentz, you know, I, I, I just Yeah, he is. He just sits back there and gets a little funky arm angle and just whoop. If Phillip Rivers can lead this team to the playoffs, so can Carson Wentz. I think I, I don't there was nothing I saw that made me think, oh, he's fundamentally wrong. It's oh he's mentally wrong. He had some mental hiccups this year. He was not he lost his confidence. He lost his and that confidence affects decision making. Why did he lose his confidence? Because Doug Peterson didn't want him for whatever for whatever reason. The front office didn't want Doug Peterson anymore. And Doug Peterson is not a, as great of a coach as we thought he was when he won a Super Bowl. Surprise, surprise, it was Frank Reich. There's no if to say he's gonna get forgotten about is a lot is a stretch because Everything in Indianapolis is set up for his for his success. Yeah, I don't there's think he'll so get it. there's so much, there's so many ways that Indianapolis can win a game. That's not just Carson Wentz has to play well. Which what it which is what it was in Indi- in in, uh, in Philadelphia. Yeah, I just still think he'll just. They might be a wild card team. That is an extremely hot take there. Yeah, and I'm it's coming from the it. same person that told me the Patriots would have a twelve and four record. Yep. And they ended up having a what now record? Remind me. I don't remember. It was like seven and nine or something yeah. like that. Which who told you that would happen? Yeah, yeah, whatever. Okay, this is sure. another hot take, Making and I'm gonna be right. Sure. I love the confidence. Though. Might be a wild card. Another suggestion from Nick Rivers, JJ Watt, who has been having a lot of fun actually on uh, Twitter lately. I think he I might know. never join a team. Yeah, I think he's just having fun trolling us all. Today he tweeted, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And I saw a Steelers fan make the connection that mitochondria is in DNA cell is, you know, part of the DNA cell, which I don't even know if that's biologically correct. And DNA brothers, brothers play in Pittsburgh. I saw the connection that was made, but I really just think he's messing with us. I really do. He's just having fun. He tweeted about it takes him an hour and a half to scroll on DoorDash, give him some time to pick a new team in a new city. I think he already knows. I think he already knows. And it's it's I, and I think I would want him to go to Green Bay. I think he would make Green Bay better. I think they do need another defensive piece. I think they have enough money to pay him. I think they owe it to Aaron Rodgers if they're going to they need to be active in free agency. They just have to. And if not, I think it's Tampa Bay because of the fact I think that's probably the team that's 
the closest to guaranteed a ring. Also, it's where old people go to retire. I mean, J.J. Watt's at the end of his career. I'm sure he wants to play in warm weather. He doesn't want to all of a sudden play in cold all the time. I really do think Tampa Bay is probably where I would guess he ends up. We'll have to see what the Bucks do because I know they want to re-sign a lot of the guys that they already have. So we'll Yeah, have that is a barrier. What kind of that. cap space they're able to work with because I know they have um, – a pretty good D line right now, so yeah. But I also see, I also see JJ as a guy that's going to take less money. I don't, I don't think. No, I, I don't yeah, think. I don't think I contract is really a big deal for him. No, I'm not. I don't think he's worried about the money. I think he just wants to play where he can play and you know have success. I think Green Bay is a good pick. I hadn't really thought too much about where he's going to go just because it's been like you know he's just trolling. I don't, but I don't know you know where his my. I mean, Green Bay makes most sense because you know, you know, sorry, home. He's from Wisconsin. School. Yeah, he's from yeah. Wisconsin. Like went to school there. I, just, I mean, I think that would make the most sense to be the most fitting. And shoot, maybe maybe he'll get followed by one of his brothers. TJ? Probably not. Derek? Maybe. I yeah. mean, I not that that's a great thing. But. I don't I don't know that Derek is uh, – Derek is actually under contract for Pittsburgh next year. I hope we make use of him finally because clearly a fullback was shoot, something we didn't know existed. But maybe we'll go there because I forgot both of them were there. Yeah, I mean, both, both TJ and Derek are in Pittsburgh. I, I – I mean, would you want to play out the last of your career with both of your brothers and potentially potentially win a Super Bowl in Pittsburgh? Maybe. Now, the Steelers have a lot of questions to answer on the offensive side of the football. Yeah, if he wants to win now, I'm not sure that's like a as much of a guarantee. I think he has a, I think they would have a, he would have a better chance if he went to the Packers. I do too, but there's a lot of quite like there's a lot up in the air for Pittsburgh right now, and I think a lot of it is high, is just hyperbole. They're going to have a harder schedule next year. Like that's that's no joke. But um, another one, your favorite quarterback of all time, Cam Newton. Blair Page, someone who has been on our show when it was in its infancy and uh, probably probably not the best shows we've had because we were recording in a, in a basement. But Blair, who offered us some great insight, offered us this one. Cam Newton, where will he land? I don't know. It's going to be back up somewhere. I mean, I just don't think um, that any team's going to take a chance on starting. You know, you see, you saw the video of his on the IMNF, yeah, IMNF dude. podcast. Uh, oh, no, I didn't see that one. I thought we were talking about this, the one of the kids. Oh, the fan. kid of the video. I don't even want to talk about that. Kid, learn some respect. Yes, I'm not the biggest Cam Newton fan, but you got to understand, the dude played NFL football. He's the real deal. Was an MVP, played in a Super Bowl. Yeah, dude, that made me you're so thir- mad. You're 13. Hush. That made me Anyways, so mad. But I didn't agree that they made the kid issue a public apology. I mean, he's a kid. Like, just be like, dude, what are you doing? He doesn't have to issue on a public apology to an adult. Yeah, you I don't know I'm who saying? made that happen and who made him do that. I mean, I get it. Like, because you know, now that now that like, kid already is on ESPN making a public apology, and he's not even in college yet. I mean, I, I think that's not fair to him. Should he have known better than to talk shit to Cam Newton? 100%. Learn some respect. But I do think it's a double-edged sword. But, but regardless, I Am Athlete Podcast, Cam Newton says that his pride will not let him go out sad something to that extent. And then he believes there are not 32 people in the NFL that are better than him. I admire the confidence. I don't know that I necessarily agree. Now, you can say he's probably more athletically gifted than a lot of guys in the NFL, and that's fine. But if you want to look at the numbers he had last year, I don't think there are many teams that are jumping and lining up for that. The market for him was kind of lukewarm last year before he signed with the Patriots. I don't see it being any better this year. I mean, I don't, I don't see anybody, I don't see anyone lining up for Cam as their starter. My issue with him as a backup is he's too loud of a backup. 
I mean, if you have Cam Newton as a backup and your quarterback throws so much as an interception, there's going to be a drumbeat to put Cam Newton in just because of his celebrity, because of how, you know, how much air he sucks out of the room. One, one place I could foreseeably see him going is Chicago. They are kind of searching for a quarterback. They're not like, is it Nick Foles? Is it Mitch Trubisky? I think if you throw Cam Newton in there, it's going to probably rattle Mitchell Trubisky, honestly, because of Cam Newton's. He's so loud. And I think they might even give him a shot and see what he can do. I mean, they're they're not a they're actually not a bad team. I think I think they're a dark horse if they can figure out the quarterback position and re-sign Allen Robinson. That's probably the only place I could potentially maybe if he seeing him go. But other than that, I see Cam Newton out of football this year. I was see when I was thinking about this, I was thinking Chicago too. I think that that's the best chance if he wants to start and wants to play. I think that's where he would go. Um, another spot that I could maybe see him going would be like Atlanta. I know he's is he I think he's from Atlanta. He's from that area or something like that. And he, um, I just I just feel like they will draft. I think they draft a quarterback, but I think that either he goes there as like you know maybe a buffer before you know somebody else can take the take his place, or they have somebody start over him. He's a backup in case it doesn't work out, and they try with him. Those are the only two. That's the only way I see it working out with Cam if Cam wants to play right now. I, I don't just because I, of if he's what's not a, if he's not signed as a starter, he is not going to be in football next year. Just because to have him as a backup, you have to have a quarterback with some really rock solid confidence and some rock solid alpha male in him. Because Cam Newton is loud, bad, he's brash, and he's gonna he's gonna get all the attention now. And he's gonna and you're gonna get a drumbeat when your quarterback doesn't play that great. You know what I'm saying? Like he's gonna. He's gonna demand attention. That's just the way the that's just the way he is. It's not a criticism. It's just a truth about him. So I don't see him being a backup. I don't really see him being a willing backup either. So I don't think a team takes a risk on him as a backup. Now, could I see a desperate team try to make him a starting quarterback? Sure. Who that is, I don't really know because I see a lot of other answers, a lot of better answers for other teams at quarterback. Plus, at his age, are you gonna try to? you know, say this is my franchise quarterback. No, his, his days as a franchise quarterback of having an opportunity to win a Super Bowl are over. Cam will be in the league next year. I, there's no way he's not. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but there's no way he's not. But I believe he won't be. I don't think he'll be, he'd be that loud if he was a backup. I think he'll understand his place. Mm. He'll know he's got to grind. He'll know he's got to work. I don't, I've never questioned his grind or his work ethic. I, I think and I'm not saying I don't I'm not saying he's going to demand attention from media, but like, it's Cam Newton. Like he's established who he is, flashy. F- he's got flair. I, I don't think it's a bad thing. That's just not how NFL backups operate. That's not what NFL backup quarterbacks are. I mean, it's just it's been proven time and time again. You want to be able. You want your backup quarterback to be able to walk across the state and not a soul recognize him. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of what you're looking for in your backup quarterback. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but I think it's pretty true. I didn't even know Chad Henney still played football until Pat Mahomes got hurt. Well, yeah, but that's a guy like Chad Henney, like yeah, that's who knew kinda, Chad Henney to begin with. I didn't know Blad. I didn't know Blaine Gabbert played for Tampa Bay. I didn't. I mean, I, I I couldn't tell you. I mean, Jacoby Brissett is the backup, kind of a no name, quiet guy. Uh, name of the I don't even know who the backup is in Carolina. Marcus Mariota is a backup quarterback. Yeah, he's a quiet guy, and he sucked like the last three years of his career. I mean, yeah, but he'll be all right. Yeah, but he's a quiet guy. He's not he him. And, I don't. I him just don't Cam, see Cam being a problem. Cam, I don't see Cam being a problem. If Cam's a backup, I don't yeah, see him I, being a. I see. I see it as a problem if he's a backup. No. Name me a flashy backup. 
I mean, I don't know any, but I don't think he'll go out no, no, of his no. way to call name drag me, attention to himself. Name me a flashy backup. When um, Gardner Minshew was a backup, he was flashy. He was there was no such thing as Minshew Mania until he actually started. I get that, but then there was time when he was a backup again, and he was still being flashy. I, I, I don't necessarily think Gardner Minshew falls into that category. He was a no name guy. They kind of just threw him in. Last, uh, was it? Yeah, but last, people aren't just gonna year? people aren't gonna just not recognize Cam. Because he's a backup, he was an he's an MVP. That's what I'm saying. He's too. You like, can have MVPs. He's in an backups. I'm trying to think of when that's ever happened. I mean, Carson Wentz was a backup to. Or no, he didn't win MVP. He was just in conversation. What am I talking about? Yeah, but that's a different situation. I'm saying signing a free agent like Cam is not usually something teams do as a backup. I think it'll happen. Carson Wentz was a backup because they needed to see if Jalen Hurts could do anything. I think it'll which, happen. which by the way, Jalen Hurts is not going to be a starter. We can talk about that later. Um, I, I don't, I don't see Cam in the league. He'll be in the league. That's all I'm saying. I mean, I need evidence, man. What, 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 what team is going to sign? Him we just backup? named two. I said maybe Chicago. Yeah, I said maybe to both of them. I don't know what these teams are thinking. Who was the other one? Atlanta. It's a maybe. I don't know. I'm not an NFL GM. I don't call the shots here. I think it's leaning more towards he is not going to be in the NFL. He'll be in the league. I mean, who is he going to back up in Atlanta? I don't know. Anywhere do they bring in? Maybe they'll keep Matty Ice. I don't know. I don't know what Atlanta's going to do. Mm. I, I see them drafting somebody. But I think Chicago is the most likely move. But. Maybe Detroit. I mean, they just. But nah. Yeah, I could see Detroit. They just might be like, well, no, not with not with uh, Dan Campbell there. He definitely does. I don't think Cam Newton would fit the Dan Campbell mold, biting off kneecaps when you fall. But another from Blair Page, Sam Darnold, who I am willing to die on a hill for. I think Sam Darnold is has the potential to be a top ten quarterback on the right team. And let me explain why. I think he stays in New York. I, I do too. I do too. But if you look at – I went back and looked at some film I'll, from Sam Darnold. I probably could count on my hands the number of times he threw from a clean pocket. I mean, it was remarkable how many times he had three or four guys in his lap and he was still completing throws. How many times he was running for his life and still completing throws. He's an athletic guy. He's faster than you think he is. He's mobile. He's accurate. Now, again, he's a bit of a risk taker. He reminds me of a young a young, a young Big Ben. He, he really does. I could see there being a market for Sam Darnold. I think Pittsburgh could be in the market for Sam Darnold. I would trade for him easily. I would not be unhappy if they did that. But I think the better option for New York is to keep is to keep him, is to, you know, make a better either trade away the number two pick make a offensive tackle selection and stick with Sam Darnold. I, I don't foresee him moving out of New York. I could be totally wrong, but I would keep him. I'm, I'm very high on Sam Darnold and a lot of people disagree with me, but I, I think he's, I think he's, I think he's a good quarterback. I still don't think he's been given a fair chance. And I, that's why me I really either. think he needs to like, I think New York can make it work if they can put the right pieces around him. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think he's been trying to make it work with what he's been given, but it's and I just don't not working. They also don't have a bad receiving core. No, and I th- so I think they'll be. You know, I just think they got to work. They got to they got to fill in the holes that they have, and I think they'll be fine. Just Plus, keep Sam Darnold. They'll be. He fine. had Adam Gase as a head coach, which we all knew was a terrible idea. Yeah, he's awful. I mean, I, I and you know, I, there's a lot of hate going around about Sam Darnold, but let's just keep in mind he's a third year quarterback, if I'm not mistaken, second or th- third year. Third he's year, a third year third guy. Year. So as a third year quarterback. 
on a team that has very little talent. They have a decent receiving court, and the, their best alignment was a rookie. I couldn't even name you a defensive player outside of um, – maybe I can't even name you one now. Who's their cornerback? He was really popular. No, I cannot tell you off the top of my head. Anyways, I don't. I can't believe I'm forgetting the name, but I know exactly who it is. He made a ridiculous interception. But regardless, I would keep Sam Darnold. I really, really Yes, would. I agree with that. And finally, Nick Rivers again. He had, a, he had a lot. He gave us three, but we're saving this one for last because it's the biggest name on here, Deshaun Watson. Where do we think he ends up? Now, there's Houston has held firm that they are not going to trade him. I think it's bullshit. But they're going to get themselves into a position where they're just going to drive down their price. People are going to – they're going to lose leverage here. They're very assertive that, hey, we're not trading him. And I'm pretty sure Deshaun Watson is like, yeah, you you are. You pretty much are. I'm going to force my way out. And that's going to drive down the price to the point where they're like, okay, we need to get Deshaun out of here. And they end up trading a third. They end up get, only getting a third for the guy, which would be a drastic mistake. If I'm the GM of Houston, I'm going, you know what? Let's start from scratch. The guy doesn't want to be here. We are in a we are in cap hell. We need to move off his contract. Anyways, let's get all that we can. Let's get younger Talent-wise through draft picks, let's try to get maybe one player. If not, let's just try to accumulate two, three draft picks and just get him out of here because you don't want to – I would never want a disgruntled guy trying to play quarterback for me because it's not the way to be successful. I think they owe this to him after the way he has – after the way things have gone down in Houston. Um, I think he would look really good in a Carolina Panthers uniform, and I'm not saying this because of you, Brad, because I hate – Agreeing with you. Um, I just think they have the best capital for it. They've cleared up cap space for him. He would be what you guys wanted Cam Newton to be. Adam, I've never been happier to agree with you on anything you've ever said in your entire life. Yeah. Like, I just – I, I would, I would, I would easily buy a Deshaun Watson jersey if he was traded. That is not where I expected you to go with that, and yeah. I'm very happy it went that way yeah. because uh, I think I, I think like, it makes the most sense, unfortunately. I was about to say what if I had the perfect spot that fit everything you just described and it was going to be Carolina because I have an idea in mind that I've you know talked with people about and they think I'm insane for believing <laughs> – Hold on. Uh, yeah, what do you, you? He's breaking equipment. I'm not breaking here. anything. Sorry, Adam's, what in Adam's the knocking the mics off of the stands. No, hold on, Adam. We don't we don't own this room. Like, I know. Just keep, in trouble you keep talking. All right. Anyways, so I've talked with people about this. We've had some. Um, uh, you know, I, I've talked with my yeah, friend. Mute my mic real quick. Hold out. on. I'm gonna go zero dark thirty here. All right. So I've had some. You know, I've talked to my friends about it, and I think Carolina's got to give up Christian McCaffrey. And I think that they, if, depending on when they do it, if, you know, I don't think that, you know, that his price will get driven down. I think they're going to need three picks. And I think that Carolina's going to give him first three first round draft picks this year's and the next two. And Christian McCaffrey. I think that'll be the trade that they make for Deshaun Watson. I think that they have no reason not to take it because I don't know if I want to get into this now because we're about to do our mock draft. So I'm going to save the reason why I think. Fine. Even more, why it makes the most sense, because you know it's it's an additional it's an additional point that I that I have in my reasoning behind it. But I think Deshaun to Carolina makes more sense than yum yum sauce on white rice. Like I just think it 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 fits the mold perfectly. It's what Deshaun's looking for. He even changed his mind and said, or not changed his mind, but he added to the teams that he said 
he would, uh, you know, gladly go to. He had Carolina to the list. You know, I was I was waiting for that. Everybody's like, oh, he's going to go to the Jets. Oh, he's going to go here. Oh, he's going to go there. Anyways. But, you know, thank God. I'm glad Carolina's on that list, and I think he ends up in Charlotte. Did this mess up our recording? I don't know. I'll have to. Check check your laptop. It's recording on here. But there's no sound waves there. Yes, there is. They're just really small. I just have to turn up the volume. That's how it always looks on my computer when I record. Sometimes it, it just changes. Oh, anyways. Sorry, guys. Had a little technical malfunction. The mic literally fell on my lap. So, in me ways, yeah. So, I could see him foreseeably ending up in Miami. I, I think that would be the best or the second best. Um, I do. I do. I actually kind of want him in Carolina at this point. Um, if the I, Texans are stupid, they send him to Miami. If they're smart, they send him to Carolina. And I'm wearing a number four jersey by my birthday. So, yeah. I mean, I, I, I like. I like Deshaun in Carolina. I think I think it'll be a good home for him. Um, now, see, I, I actually don't mind you guys trading off Christian McCaffrey. I kind of got, I kind of criticized you and some other Carolina fans for saying that Christian McCaffrey is expendable, but I have since changed my ways because if you get Deshaun Watson, that forgives that that forgives that. Also, you know how I feel about paying running backs. I'm very anti-paying running backs because they don't provide a lot of value. Their shelf life is small, and by the time you pay them from their rookie contracts, they're not the same people. Ask any number of teams that have paid running back. New York with Le'Veon Bell, Dallas with Ezekiel Elliott, Tennessee coming up when they pay Derrick Henry. It's 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 all inevitable with these running backs. Um, I think I think he would be good for Carolina. Now I think. The team that he would make the contender make a contender the fastest would be Dallas. If he goes to Carolina, they're going to need to make some more pieces, make some draft picks, build their offense around him. But I do, I do think you can. You kind of have to mortgage your future if you're going to go after Deshaun Watson, and I think some of the teams can do that are Carolina and Miami. I mean, if you're Carolina, what what else? What other choice do you have? Oh yeah, no, you gotta go all in on Car- you gotta go all in on Deshaun Watson. Did you just totally not hear what I said? No, I was sorry, I was reading something. I just start literally just started reading and I missed the last thing that you said. My apologies. Oh. Crazy. Yeah. I, I don't think they have another choice. Um Deshaun Watson to Carolina. I can't believe me and Brad are in an agreement on something. Especially Oh God, and I hope it happens. I wake up every morning hoping I see something from Adam Schefter that just says Deshaun Watson has been traded to the Carolina Panthers and I would just I lose my mind. I hate to break it to you though, it uh, it's not going to happen. Um, not because I don't think he's going to get traded to Carolina, but I don't think I think he'll be a Texan when the new year starts. I hope not. I'll go fight them all in Houston. Well, that is it for the Twitter suggestions. I want to give a big thank you to all of those who did that for us. Quick thing before we move into quarter two, did you see what Alex Smith said about the Washington football team? No, I saw that was on here. I was kind of confused. What what happened? So I didn't read the story. I just kind of got the notification on my phone. Apparently, Alex Smith claims that the Washington football team, formerly the Washington football team, um, established in 1932 or whatever, they claim the claim is is that they did not want him on the team anymore. They did not want him in the facility. They did not want little Alex Smith after his injury and i am going two ways with this the first oh my god it's washington being a dysfunctional organization mistreating their players again on the second hand on the other hand hey they kind of watched you almost die i think they were kind of like this dude doesn't need to be here this guy needs to be throwing up this guy needs to be with his kids i think yeah i was gonna say i think they might have been trying to save him from himself you yeah know, trying I, to come back I, paint a game i'm glad he did don't take don't get me wrong like, no it was, 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 was i under awesome. i 
I need to read the story in more in depth. I just saw the headline. So that is more of, um, here's the story now. I'll give it a quick read. But, you know, I would say, here we go. Alex Smith says his return put a wrench into Washington football team plans, according to John Kime, an ESPN staff writer. Washington football team quarterback Alex Smith said his comeback through went wrench into the team's plans and that he didn't always feel wanted by the organization this past summer. Smith, the NFL comeback, uh, yada, yada. They didn't uh, – he said that the – he was surprised that the organization that he would uh, – wait a minute. Let me rephrase this. He told GQ magazine that he surprised the organization by being able to play. They didn't see it, didn't want me there, didn't want me to be a part of it, didn't want me to be on the team, the roster, didn't want to give me a chance, Smith told the magazine. Mind you, it was a whole new regime. They came in. I'm like the leftovers, and I'm hurt, and I'm this liability. Heck no, they didn't want me there at that point, as you can imagine. Everything I'd been through, I couldn't have cared less about it. all that. Whether you like it or not, I'm going to give this a go at this point. Now, that raises a lot of questions. Props to him for sticking around for a team that clearly didn't want him. Who, it raises some questions about whether he'll be on the team next year. If they didn't want him there this year, they just let go of one of their quarterbacks. Do you think that he ends up somewhere else or he retires or what do you think this quote from Alex Smith really means for us? I mean, I think he either retires or he stays. I mean, I think the only reason that he might go somewhere else is if Washington's like, oh, I don't want this bad publicity. Let's ship him off somewhere else. But I don't know that anybody else would want him. I think he proved himself a little bit to at least stay on the team. I think they have a quarterback battle as, you know, Washington's had for, you know, years and years yeah. now. But I think I, th- I'm, I think he'll be in Washington. I think he'll be in that quarterback battle. I think if he doesn't win it, maybe they just release him. But I mean, I, the thing with him, he's got a very big contract. I don't believe is he a free agent this year. I'm not sure. But I again, this is one of those things. Where's the market? You got to show me the market for Alex Smith. I don't see it. I don't see anybody. You know, this guy just came off 17 surgeries. He had an okay year. Granted, the guy's a winner somehow. He, I don't know how, but he always wins. But I don't see a team like really lining up to get him. I really, I really, really don't. Um, and it's no, it's no shot at him. I just, I don't see it happening. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't either. I just don't. I don't think he, anybody else is going to want him. So I think he's either going to get released, or he's on the team. Well, we're going to slide into quarter two. All this, guys, is going to be. We're going to give you a quick rundown of our mock draft for the top ten picks. We're going to kind of do this slow. We're going to slow burn it because, like, as everyone knows, there's not a lot to talk about right now. Um, and then we're going to do some 2020 year-end reviews. We're going to give some 2020 rankings, and we're going to start with the quarterback position. So let's start. Number one pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars with their newly appointed head coach, Urban Meyer. I think we're both in agreement on this. Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, I got T-Law all the way. Jacksonville. That, uh, that's pretty easy. Number two, a team that is in search of maybe a new quarterback, the New York Jets. I would take Pinay Sewell if I were the Jets. Build, have two of the best young tackles in the in the game on your team. Protect Sam Darnold. Yo, I got a hot take. I got him taking Devonta Smith. I think that... That's high. Uh, yeah, no, it's very high. high. It's very hot. I just think that they have so many draft picks. Yeah, they have so many draft picks, but I honestly have some questions about Devonta Smith, and I'll get to that when I tell you what team I think he's going to go to. I just don't, I just don't see it. I mean, a lot of people are predicting Zach Wilson here. 
It's a hot take. It's a bold prediction, but I think I, I, mean, I think honestly, I think this pick gets traded more than anything. I think this pick gets traded for a better player. I don't think they actually end up picking here, but assuming the order stays the way it does, I would draft Penesuel. What they could do is trade the pick for an already established tackle. They could trade it for any number of things, but that would be my prediction. I would I would lean more towards them trading this pick. But as it stands, if they keep the pick, I would take Penesuel. I think he's another can't-miss prospect alongside Trevor Lawrence, and I think he does nothing but to anchor your offensive line on the other side, keep Sam Darnold, give Sam Darnold a viable pocket, give him one more year because you're not going to make the playoffs next year anyway. Surprise, surprise. Give him another year. If he's still not talented with a better O-line, then we can start making questions about let's let's move on. I think Smith's just another weapon. Add him in there. I think he'll do great things in New York. Well, like I said, I'll get to that in a moment. But moving on, number three, the Dolphins, another pick that I think has the potential to get traded. But Jamar Chase, uh, he did not play this year. We did not see him. But he was a consistent performer last year. He's the best receiver in this draft class to fight what people say about Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle. I think if you're going to stick with Tua, I think this is just a great weapon for him to have. It opens up the field. It allows them to use Tua down the field more. <clears throat> Excuse me. Wow. I need to get some base in there. Gives them an opportunity to use uh, Tua with his down down the field actually a little bit more. I like him there. All right. Well, here's a hot take, and I also just realized that I messed up my whole um, my whole mock draft, but I'll figure it out as we go along. I think this pick gets traded. Uh, literally, I, I have the whole trade already mapped out, and I, I don't know if it's – I mean, I'm pretty sure it's possible. I don't know how this – I don't know how it wouldn't be, but, it's it, you know, it's kind of a bold prediction. I think the Dolphins trade this pick – to Carolina, I don't know what Carolina will give up. They'll give up something. I don't know. I just had a. It's a, it's a hot take. Carolina then uses this pick in the trade to get Deshaun, and then Houston drafts Justin Fields. Uh, um, you just reset my brain. Um, so you're. It's a hot take. Oh, okay. So, the, so I used to have wait this. A minute, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I had this mapped out. So they're going to trade something to get the third pick. Yeah. Something. I don't know. And I don't then, know. And, I, then, I, and then hold on. And then they're going to take this third pick and their already current eighth pick that they have now. No, they would. No, they would trade the eighth pick. To whom? Miami. So Miami would go from three to eight. Yes. And draft who at eight? Well, we'll get there when we get there. Hey, we're not at eight yet. Some of the most wild. We're at three. Ever. So they've taken. So they're trading. So, so you say let's just say they trade the eighth pick and Christian McCaffrey to Miami for the third. Okay. That's first of all a lot. You understand? Yeah, I'm aware. Okay. Then they take that third pick, just the third pick, and trade it for trade it for Deshaun Watson. No, they would trade the that pick and two more first rounds from 2020. Two and, and twenty three, and Jeremy Chen. They're gonna ask for Jeremy Chen. I don't know if they'd give up Jeremy Chen. We need our defense. Okay. I don't know. I hadn't. So I, Houston takes. So Houston takes Justin Fields third through your cockamamie trade route. Yeah. Okay. Totally disagree. For Atlanta, this is where I think Fields falls because he's from Atlanta. They need the heir apparent to Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan could teach him a little bit more in one more year. I think they do extend Matt Ryan one more year in Atlanta. I think Matt Ryan teaches Justin Fields how to be a better quarterback. The biggest question with Justin Fields is that he is not good at reading a defense. 
that offense is or that offense is very simple at Ohio State. We saw it with Dwayne Haskins. I think it's very much here's your first read, throw it because our athletes are better than everybody else on the field. I think that's the way this team operates. I have questions about Justin Fields going into the NFL. I think he's going to be an Atlanta Falcon, but I don't see him being a game breaker. I can see that. I can agree with that. Now, for me, I told you I messed up my whole mock draft. If I if I had done this, so if so if Justin Fields doesn't go with three to Houston, I got him going to Atlanta. Yes, well. but you have him three going to Houston through one of the wildest trades I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I mean, I think it's something absolutely insane. But you know, yeah. So that's where I have him. But I, I saw and I had already been had this down, so I don't know where else I would go. Other than that, right now, off the top of my head, I was trying to think. I mean, they're going to get a quarterback. They could get, you know, maybe maybe Zach Wilson, somebody like that. I think they're going to get a quarterback. I think no matter what, Atlanta goes the quarterback position. I think if my wackadoo trade doesn't happen, then he's they're getting Fields. But it's it's um, Zach Wilson should should it uh, should it be that should that goofy trade happen? Yeah, because I think I think a quarterback will fall there. All right, all right. Um. Well, I just realized I have Zach Wilson outside my top ten. I uh, I don't know how I feel about that. All right. Well, what do you got at five? We got we got Cincy picking him five spot. <sighs> five. That's obviously not going to be quarterback, but I think it's Christian Darrisaw out of Virginia Tech. Clearly, they need offensive line. This is kind of a no brainer for me, uh, especially after um, especially after the injury to Joe Burrow. I think they. I think this is where uh, what is it? Sowell. Is that how you said it? Panay Panay Suel. Suel. Yes. Yeah, I think this is where he falls because I don't have him going number two. And I think that the Bengals, clearly, they got to go offensive line. They need some help, a lot of help up front. And I think that uh, that's the best man to uh, to pick up in the draft this year, at least. I just made a change. Number six, Philadelphia. I got Jamar Chase. I have, Devon, I have Devonta Smith there just because I think that's where he's going to fall. Now, I could see Zach Wilson going here at six. I know, got guys, you're going to get mad at me for not having Zach Wilson in my top five. I didn't have him in my top ten, but I just put him in my top ten. I don't know why, but I have a problem with Zach Wilson going one, two, or three. I, I don't know why. I wish I had a better answer for you all, but I, I just don't see it with him. He he reminds me, I think he's going to be what, I think he's going to be Tua. I think he's going to be Tua. I can see that. I don't think I don't. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not. I, even after Wilson. I watched his highlights, I'm like, yeah, this kid's good. I, I just. I, I. I wish I had a better reason for it than it's just a hunch. But it's just a hunch, guys. And I and I'm, I apologize for that. I want to be a better uh, broadcaster than that. But it's just a hunch of mine. Now, number six, Devonta Smith. I have issues with Don, Devonta Smith's size. He's a slight guy, and I. This is a big problem for a lot of people. I don't think it's as big of a problem. Shout out Brendan Dunning for kind of bringing my eyes to this. But he's a small guy, and it really doesn't look like it would take a lot for him to get hurt in the NFL. And he is going to potentially get hurt if he doesn't put on some muscle mass. Now, my theory is is that it's the NFL. They have the best nutritionists and trainers in the world. They're going to put muscle mass on him, make him more athletic, make him stronger, make him more durable. But I think there is a chance of his injury. Now, here's what I think could happen with the Eagles. They have missed on a lot of receivers over the years. For the past three years, they could have had DK Metcalf. They could have had Justin Jefferson. They could have had uh, Terry McLaurin. So they've missed on a lot. They've missed on a lot. So I think they're definitely saying, let's not miss on this one. And when they draft him, it'll be a miss because that's just the way it will be for the Philadelphia Eagles. They feel like this is a can't-miss prospect and it busts on him. I feel like that's kind of what it's going to turn into. 
All right, see, but you are you're making that comparison where it's where it's you know he's not that big, he's not that you know he's not this big guy. Jared Judy's not that big. He's bigger than Devonta Smith. I mean, he's got you know he doesn't he's got him by like fifteen pounds, which he has a lot. But like Jared Judy, fifteen Judy's pounds in, of muscle. Is but Jared Judy's in the league now. Fifteen fifteen pounds of muscle is significant. I think that that going into the NFL, I think you can build that up. I don't like I the argument of somebody being too small in the sense of just like bulk. I don't. I'm it not means, as big. It means something. Ask, ab, no, it ask, does. No, I mean, it, as big as Cam is, he was always hurt. I no, think it does. I get it. But I'm saying, like, coming out of college, people be like, oh, you know, he's not big enough. He doesn't have the right size. Like, you know, height not included. I'm talking just, like, just pure just mass. I think that that's not as strong of an argument because of the lifting programs that the NFL has. Well, I mean, I, you know, I tend, I tend to agree with you, but, I mean – Size is always a concern for me. I mean, it's it's a thing, man. Like the NFL is full of really big, strong, like physically big men. I think it's important that you be the same. Now, um, moving on to number seven, the Detroit Lions. Now, I have Zach Wilson here, which I know is you just gave me a look like I was crazy, but no, I have Zach Wilson here too because my because my thing got messed up. He's not going for it. Atlanta, I have him going to Detroit. Yeah. I mean, I think he would be good in Detroit just because Dan Campbell just got there. They just traded for Jared Goff. I don't know how much Dan Campbell had to do with that or even how much he likes Jared Goff. I think he's going to draft a quarterback that he wants. I think it's real. I think it's a big deal for coaches to have their quarterback. You know what I mean? I think it's big for them to be like, this is my quarterback. I drafted him. That's why. They traded Jared Goff out of L.A. because Sean McVay didn't draft him. So I, I think, also don't like Jared Goff that much. So Yeah, I used to, but no. Um, so that's why I see Zach Wilson going here. I do think he's going to – I think he's a top ten talent. I don't really see him top five just because of my own personal problems. I don't know. I probably – I might be way off base and this dude ends up winning four Super Bowls, but who knows. Number eight, Carolina. I have quarterback back-to-back here. Trey Lance, just because I think um, he's going to be available. I could see you guys saying, we don't like Teddy Bridgewater. We're not sure if we're going to do Deshaun. Let's get Trey Lance, see what he can do. I could see you going defense with this pick and drafting Micah Parsons as well. You do need another linebacker to line up outside. I think it's Jeremy Chen that plays linebacker, no? No, he's safety. I see him in the box. And because we already tried Boston, he's going to play more free safety. So. Okay, well, they they need a linebacker because the middle linebackers in Carolina since Luke Eagle retired are bad. I could definitely see them going Micah Parsons here at eight as well. Or maybe even Jeremiah Okusu, Awara Okusu. Okusu. Well, see, I have – since I have my trade, I have Miami here. I got Jalen Waddle going to Miami at eight because I think that they're going to pick up a receiver. But if it's Carolina, I don't – I don't like the idea of them getting a quarterback because I'm already hoping Deshaun is there. So I'm just thinking we we don't need a quarterback. We're not worried about it. So I would like like a Micah Parsons if Kyle Pitts is available. I'd go Kyle Pitts, but I'm hoping we do, I'm hoping we do not have to draft a quarterback. I'm hoping. Excuse me. I'm hoping you don't either. But I I, I see it being a possibility here. Number nine. Denver Broncos, they just let go of A.J. Bouye, so clearly they need a cornerback. Um, you could say Caleb Farley here, but I'm going Patrick Sertain just because he's the highest-graded corner. Now, I do have a little bit of problem drafting Alabama defenders because typically they tend to disappoint in the NFL, so it's a little bit of a shaky shaky ground getting guys coming out of Alabama, but I like Patrick Sertain here. I got them going with a quarterback, and I got them taking Trey Lance with number nine. 
See, I don't hate that because I don't think Drew Locke is the answer in Denver. No, I think they're I think they're done with Drew Locke. I think that they are gonna go with Trey Lance. Yeah, I don't I don't think Drew Locke is the answer at all. I totally agree. Number ten, the Dallas Plowboys. Excuse me, the Dallas Cowboys. They blew this year, and I couldn't tell you how happy it made me. Um I have them going with Kyle Pitts. They should, without a doubt, without any hesitation, draft a any type of defender here. I don't care what kind of defender. Draft a defender. Draft a DB. Draft a cornerback. Draft a linebacker. Go defense. Jerry Jones from your big mega yacht. Draft defense. But they love offense. Kyle Pitts is going to be an animal in the NFL. He's a remarkable tight end. He's athletic. He's big, strong, physical. Kind of your typical price, your prototypical mold from what a tight end is going to be in the new NFL. I see them taking him. I got him going Patrick Sertain. I'm on the same wavelength with they need to pick up somebody on the defensive side of the football. I don't really care what position it is. I think Patrick Sertain will be available. I think they need corners. I think that's where they go with their pick. Well, we're going to move on. 2020 NFL rankings. I said top 10 quarterbacks from the season, but let's go top five here. All right, I'm cool with that. I'm going to go one, Aaron Rodgers, because he was the MVP. Two, Deshaun Watson, because of all the things he had to deal with in Houston. Three, Pat Mahomes. I know the season didn't end well for him, but I think he had a pretty he had a pretty good year. He had an MVP conversation year. Four, I just, I just, I just spaced. I, see, I'm really tempted to put Justin Herbert in this top five lift just because of, you know, how – just the way his season went. But I want to say, I feel like I'm forgetting someone. Why did I just suddenly blank? Hit me. I mean, I don't, I don't know who you could be hearing. I mean, Tom, Josh I wanna, Allen. I, yeah, okay, that's – excuse me. Sorry, I totally forgot about Josh Allen. Again, let me go through this again. Aaron Rodgers at one, Deshaun Watson at two, uh, Pat, Pat Mahomes at three, Josh Allen at four, Tom Brady at Five. Tom Brady had a good year. He didn't have a great year. He had a pretty. He had a good year. Um, he had a good year for his age. I think he's definitely had a top five year. I wanted to say Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had a great year to start, but that offense kind of fell apart towards the latter half of the season. But that's my top five quarterbacks from just this season, guys. Not of all time, just the way they played this year. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna keep it the same with Aaron Rodgers at number one. I mean, come on, now. dude, won the MVP. He's an absolute freak at the quarterback position. Um, two. Two is kind of hard. I think I got to go Patty Mahomes. I mean, come on, he's Patrick Mahomes. He's just, you know, I mean, he had a, he had a ridiculous year, as he normally does. Uh, nothing nothing that surprised me about his year. Three, I like – I'm going to go Josh Allen. I like – I think Josh Allen did great things in Buffalo. I think that it was expected of him. I think he improved from the year he had a season before. And, I mean, he's just – he's going to do – he's doing great things. And I think that there's a lot – you know, he's got a very high ceiling. And I think he still hasn't quite reached it yet. Um, four – four – I'll throw Deshaun in there at four. I mean, I think he – you know, he dealt with – he did everything that he possibly could to try and be – you know, put his team in a successful position. And, I mean, everything was against him. It didn't matter. He'll have a better year next year in Carolina. So, we just got to, you know, hope and pray that that happens. And five – I, I was go with Tom too, just because I mean it's Tom Brady. He wants your boy. To, he, I mean, he didn't have a bad year. I mean, you can't. People didn't expect him to be anywhere close to the quarterback he was. They thought him leaving New England, he would have gone downhill. They thought without Bill Belichick, whatever. Tom Brady had a great receiving core, which definitely helped a lot. But I mean, I think he definitely impressed me enough, and I don't know anybody else that I could put above him. 
that I'm looking at. Totally agree. Sliding on to quarter three. We're going to talk a little NBA here because we don't talk a lot of NBA, but there's a lot of NBA on, and we're rolling towards the All-Star game, which means the playoffs are that much closer. And one of the things I want to talk about, the Los Angeles Lakers with the King LeBron James lost to... Oh, don't let me lose it. Was the Sun? Was it the Suns? And also the Nets the other night. They're on a four-game. They're on a four-game they're on a four they're on a four game losing streak. But I'm pretty sure the last game they lost was like embarrassing. I don't think it was a team they should have lost to. Now this team has nothing but talent. They have AD. They have LeBron. They have Dennis Schroeder now. They lost to the Wizards last. Yeah, night. they lost to the overtime. Wizards, who I don't even think are going to make the playoffs. So there's a problem here in LA. I don't want to get too hyperbolic about the regular season. It's the regular season in the NBA, guys. It doesn't matter. Just get in the playoffs, and then we can see who LeBron James is in the playoffs. Because playoffs, LeBron is a real thing. I think we go through this every year. We like to hype up when LeBron's teams don't do well. But it's the regular season. It's 82 games. You're going to lose games you're not supposed to. It's kind of how it happens. Yeah, I'm not I'm not really worried about the Lakers. Yeah, they're in this little skid. They don't have AD. They're not a full strength. And yeah, I get it. That's a problem. Your team shouldn't fall apart this much without a you know without one player in the lineup. But I mean, that's how the Lakers are built. It's LeBron and the AD and just a bunch of other guys playing basketball. Is really all it is. Yeah. And without the dynamic duo, every other team in the league right now is basically built you know to beat a single man team, which is what the Lakers are with just LeBron. And LeBron's still playing well. LeBron's doing everything that he can. It's just you know he's got no real help around him other than himself. Um, yeah, I mean, I think this is why I think they should cut the season down. That way these games actually have more urgency. It would give us more to talk about, but you know, he, they, he lost on Wednesday night to, he lost on a Monday night to the wizards. I don't, I mean, I don't think that's make or break for them. Um, the nets offensively, they are the best offensive compilation together since really the golden state warriors. When KD was on that team, they might be even a little bit better. Um, I had come out and said that I was worried about their defense, defensively they were not a good basketball they're not a good basketball team but they've gotten better actually and they're at the point where they're serviceable enough on defense that their offense can cover up some mistakes now if they get in a defensive battle like they would with probably like la or philly or the other la that would be the lakers instead of the clippers i probably should uh, clarify what la i'm speaking of but both la's philly these really strong defensive teams are they going to be able to weather storms of where their offense is kind of getting shut down for a moment? As hard as that may seem to believe, it's gonna it's it's a possibility. It can happen. There are good defensive teams in the NBA, but do you think that this offense is just so overpowering that there's nothing anybody can do about it? No, I, I mean they when they were first really getting into them playing, their whole big three together was not. They were they weren't winning games and everybody's playing. Then they went through this whole carousel of you know two of them playing, one of them playing, whatever, and they started to win games. They started to be more successful. James Harden was in there by himself, was winning games. They were down twenty four at one point against uh, I think it was the Rockets. Came back and won that game. They you know then Kyrie came in and they started rolling. And I think KD's back now, or uh, he might still have a couple more games. I know his Achilles was bothering him, but they have played better without their whole team in the lineup. So I'm a little curious about why that is. I mean, I don't know if it's a thing where it's just, you know, they're trying to – there's three dudes that are looking to have the ball in their hands at all times, so they're not playing to the best of their abilities as a team, if that's messing it up. But I think – I don't – I mean, I, the Nets still don't – they might make a little bit of run later in the year, but I don't see them, you know – I guess you'd use this in college basketball, cutting down the Nets at the end of the year. But, I mean, 
I think that they're good right now, but you know, like we said with the Lakers, it's just a regular season. They can they could go, they could win every game in the regular season, and still lose the first round, first round playoffs. So, well, last topic of quarter three: uh, All Star snubs. I really think the the biggest one is uh, Devin Booker. I don't yeah. see I don't see how he's not on the All Star team. He's their team is the Suns are fourth in the West right now. He's one of the biggest reasons for that. He's tremendously talented. He's an insane scorer. He just makes that team go. I, I don't see how you don't at least have him as a reserve. I think one of the big problems is, is there's so many players in the league that honestly deserve to be in the All-Star game. I it's mean, just somebody has to be. There's snubs yeah, every year, and, and I don't agree with – and I hate it too. I mean, I had three people on my list that I think – Devin Booker's definitely number one. He should be an All-Star. I don't care what anybody says. I have Trey Young and – For the second year there. in a row. And I think – People are people like to say that winning is such a big deal for the All Star game. It's not All Star. Look, I like winning. I'm you know how I measure winning in terms of great players, but the All Star game is about your own personal performance. Statistically, there's no reason that Devin Booker or Trey Young should not be in the All Star game. One because Devin Booker, if it's so important to win, is now fourth in the West with a team that was bottom barrel last year. Two. Trey Young is putting up all-star numbers. I would argue he's probably outplaying some of the all-stars. So I, I don't see how you don't put him on this team. Yeah, I mean, like, but like I said, it's going to happen. We'll have this conversation every year until the end of time. Yeah. But, I mean, you hate to see it. It's got to be somebody. I mean, there's nothing else we can do about it. Moving on to the final quarter, your favorite segment of four quarters. My thing is, I'm going to get us kicked off. My thing is, this is going to blow some people's minds. Without Tom Brady, Bill Belichick is an average coach, maybe slightly above average coach. I think all the discipline and the preparation and all of these things that we saw that were so right with New England, probably 60% of that was Tom Brady, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Defensively, Bill Belichick is a great coach. But I will say Tom Brady and the preparation is really what made that team, New England team go. Tom bought in. He told people how to work. He was the biggest supporter. I mean, he was the guy in New England and he all it was his preparation that made that team go. I mean, you saw the way it translated to Tampa Bay. They were the most prepared team on the football field when it came to playoff time and especially in the Super Bowl. I mean, they made they were uber prepared for what the Kansas City Chiefs were going to throw at them. It looked like they could have done that in their sleep. I mean, it was it all it was almost like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense or the Tampa Bay team just knew they were going to win. All they had to go to do was just go out there and do it. And, you know, his execution, his preparation, his film study, his determination, his drive. I think that was all, all Tom in new England. And I think it was covering up who Bill Belichick was. He's just another coach. Yeah. And I'll agree with you. I mean, I, I think that if you didn't know this, that before Tom even left the Patriots at Bill Belichick, I mean, I know it was in question, Nothing was for sure, but I think that there was – I, I kind of had a feeling that when Tom left, Tom was going to go somewhere and still be, yeah. you know, Tom there was. There's no question now, though. Yeah, no, no. He definitely – he answered everybody's questions. You know, that that's no longer a relevant question to ask. Tom is – Tom was the Patriots' success. That's clear as day. Now, but, Brad, your thing. It's right. about college basketball. Yeah, my thing is that UNC will win the ACC tournament. Not the regular season. No, not the regular season. They won't win the regular season. I think they're a little bit too far out. They only have like two more, three more ACC games. They got Florida State still. But I think that this team right now, 
It's at a position where, you know, they had a rough loss to UVA. They don't always come out and play their best basketball, but they got guys that are starting to step up. They, they're a young team. I think that, you know, it's a team that will stay around for a little while. I'm hoping. So, like, you know, that's a conversation for a different time. But I think that the ACC is not that strong this year. I think it's really up in the air. I think it's up for grabs. I mean, Duke beat UVA. And, you know, UNC is going to be Duke for, you know, a second time here uh, on next Saturday. Hopefully, I believe so. I think we're going to see what UNC does with Florida State. Florida State, I think, right now is the biggest threat to UNC. I'm not really worried about any other teams. I think they can beat any team in the ACC right now. Florida State is the biggest question mark. It's going to be somebody they're going to have to go through to get an ACC tournament championship. But I can see it happening. I think Florida State wins the ACC tournament going away, and I think they make a run for the national title. So I can't say that I agree with you on that in any way, shape, or form. I think they are going to be a first or second round exit in the ACC tournament. That is... Nah, they're winning it all. They're cutting down the nets. And we're going to wrap it up on that. Um, before we go, guys, we want to say Tiger Woods, as many of you know, was in a uh, pretty bad car crash this morning. Um, there are reports that he has a compound fracture in his leg and a shattered ankle. Uh, they say that they believe the injuries to not be life-threatening um, at the moment. It's pretty unclear on a lot of the details. But um, Tiger obviously has had some... Issues in the past, both, you know, personally and physically, uh, what with his back injuries. And it was really great seeing him win the Masters two years ago. Um, And the Masters coming up in April. We were really hoping to see Tiger again there at the Masters. But, um, you know, unfortunately we won't be able to see that now. I don't think he will be able to recover from this injury. I hope it's not the end. I don't want it to Um, be over. Right now, uh, not focusing on golf, we really wish the best for Tiger Woods. Um, A speedy recovery, we hope that everything goes well. Uh, he's in surgery or was in surgery earlier today. I don't know if he's out or not. Um, but our thoughts and prayers are with Tom, or uh, with Tiger Woods. Did I say Tom Brady earlier? You almost – no, you, you said Tiger the whole time. You almost slipped Okay, I thought I said Tom Brady. But like I said, our thoughts and prayers are with Tiger Woods, his family, his parents, or his mother now who is the only one still with us, and his son. Uh, thoughts and prayers to him and the entire golf family. Uh, with that being said, wrapped – on four quarters episode 19 right brad brad hit him with the close i'm gonna say mine peace love positivity let's go out and crush this week guys deshaun watson to carolina